Hi everyone, welcome back to the Useless Doctors Book Club. My name is Pooja. I'm Sarah. And I'm Harshini. And this is season three, episode seven. And in this uh, episode, we are talking about the book These Violent Delights by Micah Niemrever. And this is a book that I picked out mainly because I saw in the summary that it is a book that takes place in Pittsburgh. And the three of us have a special connection to Pittsburgh. Um, and that's why I was interested in picking it. I know it's very shallow, but um, I'm going to hand it off to Sarah to give us a brief spoiler-free summary of this book. Yeah, so this book follows um, Paul and Julian, and they meet each other as um, freshmen in university. and. Um, the whole book takes place in 1970s Pittsburgh, where it's smog covered, like industrial age, I think. Um, and basically, the book follows their uh, relationship, I guess. And it's a bit twisted. Um, and saying anything more really spoils the whole book so basically just follows their relationship and like it's ups and downs and stuff like that so let's head into reviews so smooth <laughs> thank you <laughs> okay so I will share my review first um yeah I literally finished this book like the second half of this book today so I am still trying to like really settle on my ratings but I think I'm feel pretty good about like three and a half stars I don't know if I'm gonna go down to three stars but I felt like I should I I did like the ending-ish a little bit more than I liked the beginning part so I was like maybe maybe I'll go up 0.5 stars more but yeah basically I think you know um I was very intrigued by the setup of this book and I feel like in the first like the prologue even honestly I don't think it's a spoiler but I also think you should just read it that, you know, something pretty crazy happens within that those first few pages. And that I think really gets you interested in the book. But I would say there it's definitely a slow burn. And there's there's a lot of like you get to really see a lot of their relationship, Paul and Julian's, but I feel like it I don't know. I am not as much of a fan of books that just are about characters <laughs> rather than like, you know, I, I need more of a plot throughout the book, which I felt like only came towards the end of the book. So that's not as much of my style, but I still appreciated like the, I guess, like how you got to know them. And I don't know, the just like twisted nature of things. And I read more about like the author's inspiration for the book. And then I was like, okay, I get it. But I don't know. I still, I still didn't totally love the book. So I don't think I would really recommend it. I feel like there have been other books that we have 
read recently on the podcast that I definitely liked more and that I read on my own that I liked more. So yeah, um, Pooja, what did you think about the book you chose? Um, <laughs> so I was not a fan of this book also. Um, I did not like it mainly because I feel like, okay, there are a couple of reasons. First is kind of what you were saying, Harshini, where the first, like within the first few pages, I felt like it set a specific tone for how this book is going to be. And like the first few pages, it's like very fast paced or not fast paced, but like stuff happens. And then like for majority of the book, not like nothing like active happens. It's a lot of like delving into characters and like relationship building and that sort of thing but and I'm a fan of those type of books anyway however I just feel like based on the first few like first few pages you expect it to go a certain way or at least like get to that action more quickly um and it just doesn't it's like first like stuff happens like first few pages stuff happens and then you go flashback and then you stay in the flashback for like 75% of the book and then like the last 25% is when action happens and I'm like I don't know like I like that last 25% but like the for the whole 75% before it was just dull and this leads to my second thing which is this book is so pretentious it's ridiculous <laughs> like it is so far up its own ass it's so ridiculous like it's it's like a little too pretentious for its own good um the characters are really really annoying and like not even in a fun way like not an interesting way like you're just like oh my god like I can't I was just so I hated them both with like and I like unlikable characters but if they're interesting and like these two were just so pretentious and annoying that I was like I don't even I don't want to read about you like I don't want to read about what goes on in your mind you're so annoying <laughs> um I so this isn't a spoiler but both characters are 17 years old and they stay that age like it's they're that age the entire time um and they're supposed to be freshmen in college in the 1970s uh I did not believe they were 17 like the way that they acted and like it was kind of I was like there were certain aspects to them that I can kind of believe that they were 17 like the impulsiveness and that sort of thing but like they knew like they were like talking about stuff that you wouldn't talk about as 17 year old it was like two people like they were like 40 year old people in 17 year old bodies like it felt like that which I was like this is unrealistic like this isn't how like 17 year olds interact or think even like they're not you know they don't do this so it was like really unrealistic another thing that kind of bothered me was that this book takes place in Pittsburgh in the 1970s but like this book could have taken place yesterday honestly like the time period was not really relevant to the story so I was like what difference does it make why do you have to make it like a this period book or whatever period piece if the period makes like if the time period is irrelevant so I'm just like I don't know like they make like fleeting references to like the president at the time but I'm like I don't know like you could have it, the time period makes no impact other than the fact oh wait you know what that gets into a spoiler let's not talk about that <laughs> okay but yeah rating I'm giving it three stars because I would have given it less and I might by the end of this but I do have to appreciate the author um the author's like writing was pretty solid like throughout you know 
even though it's very pretentious, um, I'm interested to see where the author goes with their next book because I think, I think it's there. There were good elements within it. It's just uh, kind of it was not very interesting to read. Um, and yeah, I also read about the inspiration for the book and I was like, okay, I kind of got the vibe when I was reading it, that this was based on that specific thing, but I was just kind of like, even we'll get more into it in the spoiler section anyway. Okay. Anyway, I would not recommend, I think there are better thrillers out there, um, with better relationships between the main characters, uh, that are not pretentious and trying to make you feel inferior for your lack of knowledge on philosophy. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Sarah, what did you think? Um, I thought that this book was horrible. Uh, I would probably read it. Uh, it's writing on a 1.5 right now. <laughs> I... I don't know. I thought this, there were elements where I was like, you know what, this book is not that bad, but I think overall, it's pretty bad. First of all, I agree with literally everything you guys said, and that's what makes it horrible. <laughs> like, it's a slow burn, and I think, like, as everyone alluded to, the beginning really sets the tone, and I think it's, it's better than some books that have like, oh, this is what's going to happen in the future where it's like a paragraph and you're like, I'm not even going to remember that. Like you definitely remember what happens in this section and you're like waiting for that moment. Um, but it made me expect way more from this book than the book delivered. It was like, it was like, I don't know, it was so dull. The number of times I fell asleep reading this book is like ridiculous. It's like way higher than any other book that we've read. It's like I would read a page and I would fall asleep. It was like, I, I don't know, like the author, I mean, is super, super descriptive, which, you know, some people like, but I found it made the book so utterly boring like there's a happy balance to description and I think the author went way too far with it and it made the book really boring um it, I also agree that this book is really pretentious and it really pissed me off because the whole book gave an aura of like I'm better than you and I don't know all their philosophy shit I just like I just didn't get it I just was not having it first of all I hate philosophy and second of all it was just like an icky feeling this young kids being like I know everything about the world and it's like I don't just like their vibes I really hated them <laughs> like um yeah super super unlikable characters super super pretentious like vibe I guess and maybe if they were more likable I would like the book better but I was just like pissed off the entire time every time they interacted with each other I was like irritated and that was the entire book so yeah I just really really dislike this book I think 
Um, maybe the plot is kind of nice in that, like, well, I can't really say anything without spoiling it. But I think that towards the end, the book got better. Uh, honestly, I skimmed most of the end because I was trying to read it before this podcast. So I missed parts of it. But, it, like, I think because it started picking up and stuff, it got a lot better. But, like, I don't want to read 400 pages of your interaction with someone else. Like, it's not that interesting. Um. I didn't read what the author's uh, idea behind this book is. So um, I guess you'll have to fill me in on that. Maybe he'll make me like the book more. I don't know. Uh, yeah. With that being said, obviously, I would definitely not recommend this book. <laughs> That's all I have to say. <laughs> I love how you're like, That's all I have to say. You're <laughs> like ranting for five minutes. But. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to real quick dock my rating to three stars. I don't know. I kind of felt bad and I gave it 3.5. And I also like sometimes I never know what to expect from you guys. Not that I should let your ratings influence my ratings, but I also feel like I was like, maybe I read this book too quickly to appreciate certain things. But I see that this was not the case. And yeah, I did find that because it was so slow and descriptive as Sarah said like even when I skimmed the book like I still got the important points because I just skimmed over all the description so yeah I definitely agree with that but just because it got a little bit better towards the end of the book like compared to other books that I've rated two stars I'm like okay I think I can give this three stars but with that said does anyone else have any other thoughts before we actually can talk about the events of the book. All right, so if you would like to read this book that no one recommended, you can pause the podcast now. Um, you know what? Feel free to do you and read this book if you really want to know what we have experienced. But honestly, for this particular book, I suggest you probably just listen to the rest of the podcast because we will tell you what happened without you having to read the 75% of the book that was really boring. So anyway, does anyone want to start off by spoiling the entire book? I I have one thought, but this isn't going to spoil anything. I think the word that I was thinking about when, with regards to the heavy description, was that it was overwritten. Like, I feel like this book was overwritten. And if you cut out like a solid 100 pages, First of all, the story wouldn't change. <laughs> Wait, I I wouldn't say you could cut out three hundred pages. If the honestly, if this book was like under two hundred pages, it probably I probably would have liked it. Honestly, like I probably would have yeah. been like, okay, quick to the point, get your thing across. Like only spend like fifty to sixty pages developing their relationship, and then yeah. Hard same. Okay. Yeah. All right. So who's gonna spoil it? Who's gonna tell us what happened? <laughs> You want me to do it? You can do it because I skimmed it. So I don't I don't even know. I'm sure I know what happened. Oh, the dude, there was so much skimming happening on my end too. I didn't skim at the end, but that 75% in the middle, I was just like, every time like they, okay. First of I, all, I, first, I, I can't even ahead. tell you what happened in that 75%. Let, let me break it down for you, Sarah. <laughs> this is what happened in a two-sentence summary. <laughs> Literally, so Paula Julian 
uh, become friends within the first few, like within the first few chapters. They become friends because they have like similar ideologies. Basically, Paul is a psychology major at college and, or no. He's sociology. Sociology, something, I don't know. He like changes his major at some point too. But like, he like, at the beginning, he's sociology slash psychology. Social psychology, I think is what it is. But then he like studies it. And then he like has this like thought process about morals and people and he's like there is like he is very much of the mindset of like there is no gray area either you are right or you are wrong black white that sort of thing um and he kind of like in the first few chapters he gets into debates with his professor and like he clearly has very strong ideas about like morality of humans and that sort of thing and julian is his classmate and they become friends and then their relationship turns kind of from friendship to more like romantic but romantic is the wrong word here because it's from beginning to end this is a toxic relationship like this is not a positive relationship both of them clearly have their own issues number one but then they kind of like enable each other to like be bad versions of themselves like like uh Paul has deal is like dealing with a lot of self-hatred and he kind of thinks that Julian will constantly leave him and Julian kind of like hates his self-loathing and it's like this whole thing and whatever but they kind of turn to each other and they seem to like develop this like obsessive relationship with each other where they're like we are the only two good people everyone sucks this is where I kind of when this was happening I kind of got the idea so I had read the author mentions that this book is based on the case of Leopold and Loeb who are like this is like a real life case that happened like the 1920s basically where these two teenagers who were both 19 and 18 went and decided to like they were students at the university of chicago this is a true like this is a true case they were students at university of chicago and then they decided to commit the perfect crime um so the relationship between leopold and loeb is kind of like they never like we don't know if they were just friends or they were more than friends i think they never like admitted to being more than friends per se but the assumption was that they were more to each other than just friends but uh like in a romantic relationship but then basically they decided to commit the perfect crime and they like kidnap and kill this 14 year old boy and then um they do like a ransom and it's like a whole thing whatever anyway they get caught and they go to jail um yeah and that's them but like their story has been replicated so many times in media and this book is kind of based on that so based on that now you know audience <laughs> where i'm going with this where paul and julian are these two people who become obsessed with each other and whatever and like paul has a very thing about like morality and human beings and whatnot and julian kind of enables him and it's like a toxic relationship anyway paul has a lot of violent tendencies so julian kind of like enables it and he's like why don't you why don't we like kill someone like why don't we why don't we do something so then like they like the entire 75 percent in that 75 percent they're escalating with their relationship but then also like julian is kind of like egging paul on a little bit to like go commit a crime and like he'll obviously be there at the same time and they end up like there's a series of things that happen but they end up basically um deciding to kill this man this random guy but he's not necessarily random they like read that he has this certain like thought process on a thing and then they're like 
let's kill him. So they like stalk him. They like find his house. They like plan everything super, super meticulously. And then they end up like the beginning prologue is them seeing this guy on the side of the road, telling him his car breaks down, uh, that they ask him to get in and then they kill him. Um, and then they try to do it as like, there's no evidence of them killing him, whatever. And like that whole thing happens, whatever, blah, blah, blah. In the end, they get caught or they get caught where it's like, they kind of, they get caught, but then like Paul, there's like evidence. And then Paul basically, uh, how do I explain this? Basically, they get caught, but then, like, before Paul, like, is, like, arrested and, like, turns himself in, he kills Julian. He tries to kill himself and Julian, but then only kills Julian. And then, because the error was made on Julian's end anyway, like, he's kind of the one who, like, left the trail to connect them back to it. And then, yeah, and then at the end, basically, Paul gets decide he's like arrested or like goes to some sort of psychiatric facility or something and then that's the end of the story wow i definitely did not realize that he killed julian <laughs> 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 that's so funny i was yeah it was like me with the previous book that we read but just like missing a whole big plot point but i mean yeah. i i was aware that he was trying to kill him. I didn't realize he actually killed him. Yeah, he did the deed. Killed him. Wild. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. This book could have been less than 200 pages and we could have gotten the same vibe. I think the majority of this book, like the 75% that's really dull, is focused on Julian and Paul hating each other and then liking each other and then hating each other and then liking each other, which no one gives a shit. Yeah. Like because you set it up so that it seems like it's more of a murder story. But then you told us who's murdered and you told us who did the murdering. So it's not a mystery. It's just the journey of how these two people came to murder this person, which is like okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean to give the like idea of the book some credit I feel like that is an interesting setup for a book and I'm sure we could find a book that's set up in the same way but we really like it I think the like main problems were like like Pooja said you know these characters are they're kind of like they have to be unlikable like you know they murdered someone like you know we're not supposed to like them but I think even in building up their characters like I don't know if it was just that it was in third person because sometimes that can get really dull and like we talked about the excessive description there was just like way too much like I don't know I would say like my happy medium would be yeah I think it definitely I love short books if it gets to the point quickly but like also if we we I think it it does make sense that we get to understand who they are a little bit more but yeah, there was just like way too much about that. And I was like, I get the point. I got the point <laughs> it, within the first hundred something pages. Like we didn't need to keep going. Um, but yeah. I, I agree with the first person thing. I think if if like, even if we had like Paul and Julian alternating chapters, first person for both of them, it would have been a better book. Like, it would have been more interesting because then we can get into their mindset 
But I think what it is is more that like if you're telling it like you're telling like a like like you're narrating the story and you're giving us like this bird's eye view of like this person felt like this and this person felt like this. This is the same thing. This is going to be complete blasphemy. However, I felt similarly about Pride and Prejudice <laughs> because you're, everything is in third person. So all it is is just exposition. It's just like, so this person said this and then this person thought like this and then that person said this other thing, which I'm like, I don't care. Tell me, like, don't tell me what they were thinking. Show me what they were thinking, you know? Don't, like, tell me everything on earth. I, you can just show some stuff which I feel like everything is just exposition which I'm like no I don't care sorry Jane Austen I know I was like you you're going to anger so many of her fans <laughs> but yeah no I agree I think there's so much Ugh, man I feel like this book really like especially when I found out like kind of the story behind like you know the inspiration for the book being this like true crime and like I don't know I think it's it's a generally interesting idea so I'm just disappointed (laughs) to not live up to our expectations at all and there was barely anything about Pittsburgh although I was kind of like wow because they also talked about DC did they go they went to DC yeah (laughs) that was like a major plot thing I was just like, wow, location-wise, in in general, they are giving me what I want, but they didn't do that much with it, so. I I did like the bits about Pittsburgh. Like, they were saying Forbes Avenue, and I was like, I know Forbes Avenue. (laughs) (laughs) I was, like, trying to, I don't know if you guys were doing this, but I was trying to, like, look for signs that they attended Carnegie Mellon. (laughs) <laughs> Did, yeah I was like unclear because I know he like mentioned the art store or something near Carnegie Mellon once and I was like wait what university do they go like are, are they supposed they, it's unnamed unnamed okay yeah. but <sighs> he works at Phipps Conservatory he does <laughs> did you read the same book <laughs> Wait, I totally I didn't get that either yeah Paul works at Phipps Conservatory and then he's just like yeah they like mentioned that like he he works at Phipps and then like they mentioned Shenley a few times because they take walks they're in Shenley because he works at Phipps and then he's like oh like my sister came I met her my sister up at Forbes Avenue to pick me up from the conservatory why did I miss all of this? Yeah, I missed it. It's included in those that dense description. <laughs> you had to parse through to see certain things. Yeah. Yeah. They mentioned the incline. Um, they mentioned a lot of things. Like I was like, yeah, I know I know a lot of I was like trying to like figure out they mentioned Carnegie Mellon by name. Like they're yeah. like Oh, like I was near Carnegie Mellon to go to the art store. And then I was like wondering like, oh, is this, do they go there? Like, I can believe it if they do. There's a lot of pretentious kids at Carnegie Mellon. No shade, no shade. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, okay, I guess there was more than I thought. I just missed it. But yeah, I don't know. 
that definitely did not did not give this book many points for me sadly honestly i would have raised it a point if they said they went to carnegie mellon oh. <laughs> <laughs> a whole star goes to go to carnegie yeah mellon. actually if they incorporated pittsburgh or carnegie mellon more maybe i would give it a, a bump up too yeah <laughs> like if, if they were because it's like takes place in a university so i was like they but they don't really talk much about the university yeah i also did not realize they were freshmen throughout the whole book for some reason i thought they because they like did a lot of things so this was really it, it, it doesn't make any sense because <laughs> there was a summer that passed and yet they were still yeah that's what i thought <laughs> They, I mean, they were 17. So, like, the assumption is that, and that too, it was like, yeah, they, or yeah, actually, no, not that you mentioned that. Cause the summer yeah. thing happened like quite early. It was like, oh, yeah. because he, they met like Julian's whole family drama thing happened. Yeah. So, wait, but what, why are you getting that they were 17? Were they 17 when the crime yeah, happened? Because, because his mom was like, he wanted to go with Julian after the lawyer talk and she was like you're 17 you're coming with me yeah you're still a minor so. what if what if they were 16 when they started? I think that's what it is because I think they were 16 because like birthday is passed too like yeah so that mean but like in the 70s it kind of makes sense that college students were younger anyway like I think that was more of a thing but 16 and in college but like that makes this even worse <laughs> like you're way too young. You don't know anything. Yeah. Unless people were just smarter back then, which, like, I, I can't. Know. I don't know. I know he's like presented to just be like a smart kid, but I don't know. Okay. You know what? I don't like. Okay. I need to. I need. Have, I have some more qualms that I need to discuss. Um. First thing is, the whole julian family situation was so overly dramatic in a completely unnecessary way and it wasn't even that entertaining yeah like, so it was basically his parents wanted him to go to georgetown or what i don't no. really <laughs> it was it was the it was all about paul where they were like we don't like paul Ah. and then they were like julian like you gotta stay with us or whatever like don't blah 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 and then they and then they they kind of had a feeling that paul and julian were romantically involved and then they were also disapproving of that but the most dramatic thing about that whole thing was that when the dad decides to pay paul to stay away from julian and he's like everybody has a price and I was like, what is this? Like, so cliche. I was like, where are we? <laughs> I was like, is this a mob? <laughs> like, I don't understand. Okay, but that gave me very much. I don't know if either you, I don't think either of you have watched Gilmore Girls, but that I, gave me. Oh, yeah. No, I stopped <laughs> watching it because I got bored. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, like, I don't know if you got to the part where she dates Logan, Rory dates Logan, and it's very much like, I don't know, rich people, and they don't like the, I mean, the, in this case, it was also like, Paul's a dude, like, blah, 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 and it's like, all right, 
yeah you're right it was not even entertaining I wish there was like something yeah. else to it but it was just kind of there I was like all right whatever yeah and then afterwards like they're like we won't pay for you to go to college and everything Julian somehow I mean not somehow his brother keeps funding him afterwards but like he like manages to get his own apartment and like pay his tuition and like works like one job or something like to like cover everything then I was also like well it's the 1970s tuition was like $15 so <laughs> so it's fine <laughs> Okay, that's um. I also that's my qualm. Yeah, sorry. I just I don't know. I'm just kind of reading this other review on the side, and this person is saying similar things to us. But I think I don't know. Just reading that, it just also made me realize. Like I I don't know. I felt like from the way it's presented, and I feel like this is the thing with third person. It's like even though there's no first person it's like Paul is more of the main character but I don't know I wish I I think it at least would have also been more interesting if we got Julian's perspective a little bit more because I feel like Paul was just like yeah I don't trust you <laughs> like I don't know it's just like oh you seem like, like you don't actually need me blah 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 and I feel like you know that was that was it over and over again and it's like if you're gonna make a story about two people like pretty much there were some other characters and honestly I was a little surprised that they were even like popping up in the story more than I would have expected um that's I also have a different point on that but like I think yeah it was kind of like since you got more of Paul's side of things like you didn't even get two sides to this two character thing you just got like one person's thoughts for the most part and I was like that was also very boring (laughs) yeah I agree (laughs) yeah I I wish I could have seen more of Julian as well I could have I like I did kind of find it interesting that the author made the choice that Paul would be like the more like the one with the more intense character arc because like in the beginning like Paul is portrayed as like this boring kid like he doesn't have many friends he's like you know from Pittsburgh he has like he's very close with his family and then like Julian is this like rich kid from Maryland or DC and who's like you know like takes an interest in Paul but he's like far more interesting like he has a lot more friends he's more social he's more whatever and like he kind of like comes in and like changes Paul's perspective on stuff or whatever and you in the beginning you kind of assume that it's like because you know that they commit a crime so you think maybe it's like Paul being like dragged in and Julian is the one who has the idea. But then over time, you come to realize that, no, Paul is actually the more violent one. And, like, the one who has all of these, like, insane ideas. And he, Julian is, even though on the outside it may seem like Julian is the one that, like, is, like, the more dominant one in the relationship. In reality, it is actually Paul. Like, Julian would do, like, whatever for Paul. But, like, outward, it seems like. Paul is Julian's bitch (laughs) like that's what it kind of seems like okay here's my other thing so I don't really know if I want to discuss this 
Okay, if I don't like it, I'll edit it out. <laughs> but okay, I feel like, and this is just my opinion, but I feel like this book, I know it was based off of Leopold and Loeb, and like, which is a true case that occurred in the 1920s. However, I just found it like, I feel like it's kind of damaging to like same-sex relationships a little bit to portray them as so like um not toxic but more like uh like there there was like some level of like homoeroticism happening and I just feel like that kind of like portrays the relationship in this light as if it's like this sort of other thing like it is a toxic relationship through and through but the way that it was portrayed was as if like it's this something like this interesting thing that can be observed do you get it does that make sense yeah I think I kind of follow what you're saying I mean, I kind of had uh, like similar thought of like, like this is not, I don't know. I feel like it's always weird for me when I like, this is probably the first book I've read where it's like a couple committing a crime together like that, you know, obviously those stories exist, but like the first book I'm delving into with it. And it's like, I don't know, not, not a great way to portray um same-sex relationships which we also don't like read a ton of it's not like that they, they exist obviously but it's not as common in like popular books I would say as well and so I feel like yeah like I have those thoughts as well but then I was also like I don't know I I think you're like I see what you're saying in the way that the book portrayed it I was thinking about like how I would feel if like this was like a guy and a girl kind of relationship but I also think I also think for I don't know like from I I don't know if this is kind of like the way that the book started out it's like they had this really really close friendship and sometimes I feel like that's closer even closer like I don't know it's a different kind of relationship um when it's like two guys and I don't know I but like I also feel like yeah it was I don't know I don't know I, my clear thoughts on it either <laughs> I think I think the reason why I felt even more weird about it was because of the fact that like it wasn't that they were like that from the beginning like what it was was that it kind of grew into like but in the beginning it was just like two pretentious like college students like falling in love with each other but then like it, and then it kind of escalates to like this like obsession and codependency that results in this like and then that codependency comes into like violence as well you know like like they're like violent towards each other also before like the fact that um 
like Julian says to Paul, like, hit me. Like, why don't you like, yeah, I know you want to punch me in the face. Why don't you do it? And then he does it. Like, <laughs> and then it's like, I don't know. Like, it just seems like, like they're like, it just portrays it as like these two, like, like this like masculine energy, like can't, you know, has to like manifest itself. And the way that it has to manifest itself is in like violence, outward violence, which is like, can be very damaging. You get what I'm saying? I don't, I don't know. Wait, I don't think, I don't think I explained that right or like properly, but that's my jumbled up thoughts on this particular thing. I'm sure I've offended a lot of people. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, I, I think it's also like, I think everything you're like, cause the way I think of it is like, I think it can happen with like any kind of relationship too. And I think that is true also for other relationships, but like, even if it was were two women, but it's just like, I don't know. I I think also with like masculine energy and like the this is probably more a common it's like it's more common for guys to commit these kinds of violent crimes and stuff like that so it's just like kind of building up on these like more I don't know I don't think they're stereotyped necessarily but just like yeah these like the negative kind of portrayal of this kind of relationship so but I was also going to say to your previous point about, yeah, like, I think it was definitely interesting to see, like, the, what how you would expect the relationship to go with Julian just being the more outwardly and more interesting, which is why I wish we got, like, a little more of, I don't know why he was so fascinated with Paul, like, honestly, maybe it was due to some of my skimming, but I just didn't under stand as much of like why he was so into Paul all the time and obviously I think there were times where he would kind of just like go off on his own and Paul was all like where are you but I still think it was I don't know I I didn't feel like we honestly even through all of this got enough of his character to really understand like why he was like that and willing to do all this stuff with Paul and like clearly he also was not a great person in general and was like feeding into Paul's like violence and stuff but I think I I still don't really understand why he did that Sarah do you have any thoughts on all of this um yeah I wish we got a little more of like why Julian is the way that he is um I feel like I also thought that Paul would develop a little more than he did I mean the only really character development there was like that I thought was like he talked more (laughs) um and that's really it I feel like I feel like he didn't change that much um and yeah I don't don't have a lot to say about it yeah yeah I think like it's interest like the thing about Paul not developing I thought was really interesting as well because like 
I do agree. I don't think he necessarily changes. If anything, I feel like Julian, we kind of see his like ebbs and flows, like where, you know, after like after his family, he kind of like essentially runs away from his family with Paul. Um, and then after that, like he kind of cuts off all like relationships with them, like to the point where he gets arrested and like his family is like, yeah, you're on your own. Like, we don't care, um, which is and then like Paul's mom is like, where's your family? And he's like, oh, they don't really I don't they're I'm they're on vacation somewhere <laughs> like whatever. Another kind of interesting thing with regards to the whole family point was that Paul's family is like an integral part of this story. Like they kind of like play a significant role in this because they're like he's close with them in the beginning um but like kind of wants to edge away and he kind of him kind of explaining his family is very interesting as well because like you kind of get a glimpse into like how like awful of a human being <laughs> a little bit like the way he describes his mom in those initial few chapters is like honestly so ridiculous but then I'm also like if he was 16 I can get why like a 16 year old would be so narrow-minded and like not necessarily I think know. I think he was still like a little too mean <laughs> he's like a shitty 16 year old that's true thing. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay that's fair yeah but like yeah like and then like I think towards the end he kind of comes to like his family more like he kind of comes to like appreciate his mom a little bit more um he's like not as angry at his mom and like him and his mom have like a very complex thing like he his mom okay rewind for a second paul's father prior to the story beginning has committed suicide so like they're a family in grief and paul has his own version of grief but he kind of like at in the few first few chapters he's very mean to his mother who is grieving herself right like because like he's like I can't believe that she you know never wants to leave the house and I can't believe that she like won't get out of her pajamas <laughs> I'm like well she's grieving just like you are um but yeah but it's just like that's why it's kind of like a shitty 16 year old but I think towards the end he kind of changes and his mom also changes the thing that I've I, that was a very convoluted way to get to the thing that I wanted to discuss, which is the fact that she, from the beginning, is very likes Julian a lot. Even after she, like, comments on their relationship and she's like, oh, my God, like, are they together? Are they not? And, like, this is, again, 1970s Pittsburgh, which I think plays a role in the fact that, like, people are not very approving of their relationship. But it seems like even after that, she still likes Julian. Like she still invites him to shit. Like he still, he still is like becomes integral to their family and everything. But then it's like, what I don't like. I don't understand like what they're like. Did they not like him or did they like? Because it seemed like they did like him. I feel like if anything, Julian's family hated Paul because they were like, oh, like you're gay. Like wow, I hate you. Like that sort of thing. But Paul's family seems to out like have issues with their relationship, but then it's like, all right, but I still like you, Julian. And then by the end, it like doesn't even it's like a non-issue. Like they're just like, yeah, sure, okay, you guys can be together, I guess, until he kills him, of course. But like before that, <laughs> yeah, I was like, 
confused by that. I feel like the author glossed over it a little in like, I don't know. I think Paul's um, mom and family in general was like, I guess especially his mom was like super against that relationship. And then all of a sudden that like whole thing was forgotten. And then she was like, oh my God, Julian. And it's not like, I mean, maybe it's that she met him and he started eating dinners, but I don't know. It didn't really show, like, of all the description that happened in the book, I feel like some parts, they just didn't describe at all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just got the sense that it was kind of like she just liked, like, I think it was kind of like, I don't know I don't remember the beginning super well but I feel like the they still kind of were worried about the look of like you know Paul's family and everyone seeing him so close to Julian and suspecting things and obviously kept that hidden and you know weren't like I don't know didn't <laughs> like even though they were kind of more like Julian felt like family they they treated it as if they were just really close friends or something um but yeah I did like even though they're not great characters and don't have a great relationship I did like that um his mom and like sisters were like kind of getting close to Julian and I think their family just being supportive was showing more that you know at least they're close enough to Paul to appreciate that like this is someone who's important to him and I think Julian was more charismatic as a character I think from what it seemed like compared to I mean Paul I don't think was, <laughs> and and not that Julian's family was tried to like him or anything but I think it just like you know Julian meshed better with the family but it's still interesting how I don't know there were parts where like his mom got like offended that Julian was kind of being weird and like didn't really you know stay or like talk or I don't know certain small things that um he like didn't appreciate the dinner that his like Paul's mom served or whatever and Paul's mom would get hurt but I was like, I don't know. It just seemed like at least he was more integrated in their family, which was kind of kind of cute. But yeah, <laughs> honestly, for all clo- for how close everyone was, I was like super shocked that at the age of sixteen or seventeen, they were just out all the time. Like they would just be like going somewhere. Like my like, I feel like my parents when I was sixteen would be like, "Where were you?" If like the amount of times like Paul slept over at Julian's apartment, like my parents would be like what's happening like (laughs) where are you right now come back (laughs) and like Paul's mom is like oh I'm sure they're hanging out somewhere (laughs) oh yeah wait so Julian lived at home throughout college but then Paul lived like in an apartment no it's the opposite Uh, sorry I I that's what I meant yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) 
yeah okay yeah yeah I think I mean I I feel like I kept forgetting that they were like in college sometimes I was like oh yeah they're just hanging out at us yeah <laughs> they're like 17 or 16 and honestly if they did go to Carnegie Mellon they wouldn't have this much time anyway just saying <laughs> true you know clearly the author didn't do his research or maybe they didn't go to Carnegie Mellon I don't know maybe okay. they went to Pitt uh, anyways, do you all have any other lingering thoughts? Alrighty, well, that is the end of season three, episode seven, where we discussed these violent delights. So next week, we are going to read another, like, honestly, maybe similar vibey book which now I'm kind of like, I don't know if I'm ready for that again. But this book is The Vegetarian by Han Kong. And because it's called The Vegetarian, <laughs> it's been on my reading list for a while. But it seems a little, little weird, a little scary. Um, so I don't know. Like, not scary, scary. Just like, you know, horror in a, I don't know weird way but I'm not gonna... horror. yeah let's call it fun <laughs> um yeah i don't want to get into it too much but look it up you know see if you want to read it um hopefully it's good and it's also very short so i think it is under 200 pages so hopefully even if the story is a little weird it's short enough that we like it <laughs> that is the hope but... you know Based on that title, I definitely did not expect this to be a thriller. I don't think it's a thriller per se. I think it's yeah. definitely weird. I, I like from its description, I got the vibes of our second episode, The Night Bitch. Same vibes. Yeah. Which yeah. I'm surprised that you picked it, give it our rating for The Night Bitch. <laughs> I know. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know that we're going to like this, but A, it's short, and B, she go yeah she basically is like oh my god i don't want to eat meat anymore because it's like i don't know don't spoil it okay well that's what it says on the goodreads description i literally it's have a, a short book you can't tell me anything it's okay okay we're not talking about anything for pooja's <laughs> sake <laughs> we're not even gonna say that she becomes a vegetarian because despite the title that might be a spoiler um <laughs> You know what I just realized? The book that we discussed in this podcast is called These Violent Delights. And then when we were giving our spoiler-free summary, it's like, oh, you know, something happens. And it's like, the book is called These Violent Delights. I know, Pooja. Like, it happened in the first few pages. I don't know if it's a spoiler, but it's okay. It, you know, you've got to come into books without much expectations because we know how that turns out. So, yeah. But um, with that, we will see you all next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.